is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for start or sit. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Crunch time. Week 13 is here. Start or sit. We've got a bunch of AFC home games. Actually, have nine AFC home games. We will preview eight of them. And leave the game that everybody's talking about, Raiders-Giants, for tomorrow. Welcome. Time to get those lineups set. Got the full gang here. Jamie, Heath, Dave, and I'm Adam. You know that. We're going to talk Kareem Hunt, Alex Collins injury, a lot of injuries. Hey, John, Jameis Winston's back. And good morning to you fellas. How we doing? Great. How are you? Feeling good. Feeling fine. Are you Are you and Heath allowed to talk to each other? Heath and I are good friends. <laughs> Heath and I are friends, like... Well, I, listen, I said I liked you. I didn't say we were friends. We are friends, Heath. Accept it. Um, friends, I, Twitter Well, you've never sometimes. sent a friend request on Facebook, so I can't accept it. It's a historic show. I'm very excited. For the first time in the history, we have a 45-way tie for Tweet of the Day. Oh, that's so – that's – 45-way tie for Tweet of the Day. For some friends. They take a long time to get through them all. Yeah, I don't think we can read them all. Um, we could just read a couple. No, like I, I'm, the, I'm totally prepared to talk about the uh, lunacy that is out there in the world. But um, <laughs> I also want to remind you that we have Ion Fantasy Football on Saturday night where my friend Heath and my friend Dave are going to be hosting this Saturday uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio, Ion Fantasy Football. Of course, Fantasy Football today is our live video show every day, noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, then at 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday uh, to get your lineup set. All right, so I know a lot of people have Kareem Hunt's questions. I want to give you a couple of Kareem Hunt stats. I've already mentioned this one. Eight straight games without a touchdown, four straight games with seven or fewer fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. We know that. But the matchup against the Jets might be kind of tough. In the Jets' last five games, only one running back has double-digit fantasy points in standard. That was Tevin Coleman. Devontae Freeman didn't do it. It was the other guy. It was Coleman. So is it actually a bad matchup for Kareem Hunt, and should we run for the hills? I'm starting to get that feeling that we should run for the hills. I've got him ranked as a number two running back. I'm concerned about him getting a lot of work. And I went back and I watched their game against Buffalo to try and get some answers. Their offensive line is terrible. They've got so many. There, there was one play in the game where Eric Fisher was literally a turnstile, did a full 360, didn't touch the defender, and just looked awful. And that's their starting left tackle. That's their former first-round pick. Hunt doesn't have a lot to work with. Alex Smith isn't throwing to him as much. There's not a lot to feel good about starting Kareem Hunt. Anybody excited to start him this week? I think excited is the wrong word. I do think that sometimes these, when we're talking about solo running backs, not putting up 10 fantasy points. Last week, the Panthers running backs... Christian McCaffrey had nine fantasy points. Jonathan Stewart had eight fantasy points. So the two of them had 17 fantasy points combined. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how many carries did they have combined? Uh, 22. Okay. When's the last time Kareem's had 22 carries? Probably, it's probably been a while, but I don't need 17. The Giants a couple weeks ago? He did, and he didn't do a ton with them. Uh, His last three games are 11, 18, and 11, 18, and 9, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I just like, I mean, the Jets actually do appear to have a pretty good run defense. That game that you were talking about last week, uh, Christian McCaffrey had he had like a 40-yard run. Uh, yeah, he had a 40-yard run, and, and that was pretty pretty much it. And Stewart had 15 carries for 26 yards. He just happened to have a goal line touchdown. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, they, they have really turned the corner. They were a sieve defensively against running backs. The Jets have turned the corner. It's It's tough. So I guess to wrap it up, Jamie, give me some running backs you'd start over Kareem Hunt. Uh, well, if he's healthy, Alex Collins, right. um, Deion Lewis, uh, if he's the starter, Jamal Williams. There's a lot of ifs. Uh, a lot of ifs. Um, P. Ryan for sure. P. Ryan for sure. Um, the guy I go back and forth with, um, and I may, I originally had it this way and I may revisit it is, uh, Kenyon Drake. I, I think they're in somewhat similar situations. They're going to get a lot of work, presumably, but Drake may have a better matchup. I'd start like McCaffrey and PPR. What about Joe Mixon? No, not against Steelers. No, uh, Marshawn's an interesting one. He's right in that same range. I like Marshawn this week. I do too. I mean, I yeah. I'm, I usually rank him in the 30s, and I've got him 15th this week. Yeah, so he's way up there for me. Yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if I'd start him over Hunt. That's tough. I would. 
I think he's going to get a lot of work. All right. So uh, we will preview that game. And Kansas City's at the Jets this week. Um, that's our Kareem Hunt discussion. I guess we should probably give some wide receivers, too. Would you start Kareem Hunt or Demarius Thomas? Hunt. Hunt. I'll uh, I'll also say Hunt. Kareem Hunt or Jamison Crowder? Crowder. 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 Kareem Hunt or Funchess? Funchess. It's Funchess for sure right now, but it looks like Marcus Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore, is going to come back for New Orleans, I'm, and that would kind of hurt Funchess. I'm going to start Funchess in PPR regardless. Yeah, I'm going to start Funchess in any format. But in standard, if Lattimore is back, I'd probably start Hunt. Oh, how about Jameis Winston coming back this week? He will play. He is 75% owned. If he if this were like a normal week and he hadn't been hurt, I wouldn't mind starting him over Ben Roethlisberger this week. But I don't because that's the decision I actually have to make. I don't think I can do it. But what are you guys going to do with Jameis Winston, who threw 38 or more passes in five straight games, excluding the two games he got injured? Uh, you know, before he missed a bunch of time. So anyway, um, yeah, what do you think? He's got Green Bay on the road. I think they stink. Jameis Winston, guys. Does he have any time at all to throw? Without arguably his two best offensive linemen, he's coming off an injury. I no, I'm not. I'm not excited about this. I'm not starting him. I'm in a two QB league. He's a maybe. Yeah, I have to decide, uh, Adam, on the team that we share um, between. <laughs> Jameis and Blaine Gabbert to start this uh, week. That's, which way are you leaning? That's where I'm at. Still Jameis, but it's close. Okay. It, it, yeah, it's, I think that's that's a the, legitimate question. The, the one saving grace is the Packers have had one game since week three with more than three sacks, and only two with more than three with three sacks or more over that span. So their pass rush hasn't exactly been great. Right. So they might look great this week. They might look great this week, but you're you're counting on bad defense to show up against bad offensive line. And sometimes, you know, they they kind of negate each other. Clay Matthews looks like he's trending in the right direction for the Packers. What about That'll definitely help things for the Packers. What about Cameron Brait? Cameron Brait's fifty nine percent owned. He has had one catch in four straight games. That has coincided with the Winston injury. But with Winston healthy, Brait had five straight games of sixty or more yards. He had four straight games at one point with a touchdown. He is facing the Packers, who allow the fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but they have really faced mostly bad tight ends. Uh, do you have any interest in picking up Cameron Brait and maybe starting him this week? I'm trying to stay away from both Tampa Bay tight ends because I don't know if the O.J. Howard thing was just a Ryan Fitzpatrick thing or if O.J. Howard just passed Cameron Brait, which I think is possible. It could also be... Well, no, I forget that. I, I wonder if they'll use both tight ends, especially maybe Howard with the offensive line issues, because remember, Howard's a very good blocker, especially for a rookie. All right, so the answer is no on Cameron Brait? The only Tampa Bay player I'm really interested in is Mike Evans. Like, I would stay away you, from Deshaun Jackson. Right. I would stay away from Doug Martin if he plays or the backups. And I think, to, to Heath's point, the tight end situation just feels murky, even with Jameis back. Like, if you were just stuck and you've been forced to start Brait week in, week in, week in, week out, um, then, wiki, 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 wiki. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I think you stick with him this week, but it's, uh, it's just not encouraging. Why uh, the I, one thing I'll say is, why do I find that so funny, goes, Dave? Why, do, why that, am I laughing so hard at that? That was very funny. Howard has outsnapped Bray over the last three games, and he's been real close to playing just as much as him, if not more, all season long. But the last three weeks specifically, we've seen more power. The, than what I'd like to know is what their pass routes have looked like. Because when they, even I when they were you. real close to playing the same, Brait was running, Howard was mostly blocking. All right. Howard's last three games, 14 routes, 18 routes, 28 routes last week for OJ Howard. And then for Cameron Brait, pass routes the last three weeks. This is all from Pro Football Focus, by the way. 19, 29, and 22. So kind of the same. Yeah. Kind of the same. I'm kind of staying away. I'm, Kind of agreeing with you. Okay. So Heath has a column about dynasty stashes that maybe we'll get a chance to talk about in uh, in a bit. But we have to run through a lot of injuries and then talk about, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, fantasy topic about making the playoffs versus winning your league. And uh, we do have a lot of games today, so I want to get to them fairly early. But we have a big game coming up this weekend, Dave Richard. We got the ACC championship game. Are you excited? Yes. Good. Me Did you guys too. just lose your best receiver? Yes. And our best tight end. And our tight end. So it's going to be a slaughter. But 
I'll tell you so why it's not. Cover is what you're saying? What'd you say? Clemson will cover? Uh, I would, no, I'd probably take mine. That's a lot of points, but, um, I, you know why, Jamie? Because I got the, uh, I got the good luck charm. I got the lucky me undies that I wear every week. Didn't work last week, but gonna work this week. And I'm not gonna tell you to buy me undies because, uh, I'm superstitious and I think they help my team win. I'm gonna tell you to buy me undies because they're incredibly comfortable. The most comfortable underwear I've ever owned. Not even close. I'm, and I'm gonna tell you to buy me undies because at meundies.com slash FFT, you get a really good offer, 20% off the softest underwear and socks, by the way, that you're ever going to wear, plus free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Now, all of you are shopping for holiday gifts right now. Millions of people every year get the least liked gift of all time, underwear. But it's not the underwear that's the problem. It's the kind of underwear. Get them me undies this year. Soft, flexible waistband, three times softer than cotton, and the perfect gift that everyone's going to love you for. It's a holiday miracle. Again, don't give underwear. Give me undies. We genuinely, truly, truly love our me undies. I want you to get in on it. So, again, 20% off, underwear and socks, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. <coughs> MeUndies.com slash FFT. MeUndies.com slash FFT. Let's run through the news and notes. Jameis Winston's going to start for Tampa Bay, and Jay Cutler's going to start for Miami. What is the impact here as they face a beat-up Broncos team? Do you even consider starting Cutler, given what Denver's allowed the last four weeks, at least 20 fantasy points to every quarterback they faced, including Andy Dalton? including Derek Carr, who they typically shut down. And it was Derek Carr without Cooper and Crabtree for much of the game. It, it's kind of intriguing to look at Cutler with the receivers that he's got and, and say, maybe give him a shot. I will say that um, with the, the negativity I showed towards Jameis Winston, um, Jay Cutler is behind him in my rankings. Yeah, I have no faith in Jay Cutler. So um, The impact in this for me was I moved Kenny Stills way down. Yep. He's, he's more of a number four wide receiver. And I moved Devontae Parker Floyd up into the number three. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, bleep that. Bleep that. <laughs> uh, up into the number three receiver range. Right. And <laughs> Devontae Parker, I, I mean, I feel like, well, it's kind of, you know what? In a typical week, I feel like you could get maybe 70 yards against, for Parker. That's, you know, it's not uncommon for him, uh, with Cutler, but it's the Broncos. I know it's without to leave, but they, they give up points. Because they give up touchdowns, but they don't give up a lot of yards. I don't know. So, uh, would you start Dez or Parker this week? Dez. Uh, Parker. I'll take Dez. Okay, we've got Alex Collins dealing with a calf issue right now, so we're waiting to see on our start of the week, and I think you know we are previewing that game a little bit later, so we'll get to it. Alex Collins with the calf issue. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, if he doesn't practice today, there'll be a new start of the week. Okay, Adrian Peterson mispracticed with a neck injury. Matt Forte could be a game-time decision. Um, Aaron Jones returned to practice. Do we think Aaron Jones is going to play? No idea. No, but if you're deciding between Jamal Williams and Samaj P. Ryan tonight, that's easy. Yeah, P. Ryan. What if you're deciding between Alfred Morris and Jamal Williams? Williams. I'd still take Williams. Yep. Okay. Uh, Aaron, Amir Abdullah mispracticed with a neck injury. He's in jeopardy this week. Not a good matchup anyway. Christian McCaffrey mispracticed with a shoulder injury. Doesn't seem too serious. Doug Martin still in the concussion protocol. And Seattle running back Mike Davis expected to play this week. We don't like him this week. To the wide receivers, Rashard Matthews mispracticed. Do you think he plays? Not as of now. No. Uh, Although you... he was talking about some special cleats yeah, that he's going to wear this week. Right, I saw that, yeah. So if, I would think if you're going to unveil special cleats, you would be planning on wearing them on the field. Yeah. Thursday could be an interesting day. If he practices on Thursday, I'd feel good about him playing. All right, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, has a chance to play this week. If he does play, is he a starter or a sit? Juju Smith-Schuster. He's a low-end number two. I, I, That's where I'd put him. That's where I have Martavis Bryant right now. I think he's got a good matchup playing in the slot against Cincinnati. I'd, I'd use him as a number two. All right. Kelvin Benjamin's status is uncertain. Zay Jones has had seven or more targets in three straight games. Seventeen wide receivers have had seven or more targets against the Patriots. Fourteen of them have scored seven or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. So that wouldn't be too bad. And Zay Jones is only like 14% owned. Uh, he's got a good chance, based on history, to score seven or more fantasy points against the Patriots. Yeah, I like him this week. Yeah, he's he's uh, right in that Devontae Parker floor. I would start range. him over Dez. 
Wow, I I wouldn't do that. Uh, Amari Cooper mispractice. Would you start any Oakland wide receivers over Josh Doxson or Des Bryant tonight? I would nope. Not. Okay. And Sterling Shepard practiced in full, so it looks like he's good to go. Would you start Sterling Shepard over Josh Doxson or Des Bryant? Yes. yes. I'd consider it over Des. Yeah, I'd start him over Des, not Doxson. I'd start him over Doxson, too. We like the the matchup for Doxson against these rookie corners. Jordan Reed is out tonight, right? Yes. Okay, Jordan Correct. Reed is out. Offensive line injuries. Redskins offensive line, how are they looking? They've got a lot of guys questionable, but they they practiced at some point in the week. Uh, so I, I don't know who the starting left tackle will be. Not sure if Brandon Sheriff's going to play. That's their best guard. Not sure if Morgan Moses is going to play. But over the course of the year, guys that have been questionable for the Redskins have ended up playing. So they should have three of their starters ready to go. Okay. Spray. Yay. All right. Um, the Dallas offensive line looks healthy. What, what does that do? Like, we, we didn't talk enough about, and this is my fault, about the running backs, about Alfred Morris and Rod Smith. Uh, but this line is looking, it looks like all three of those guys might play tonight. Their left tackle, right tackle, and their Did Collins practice yesterday? Uh, yeah, I read this morning that he's trending and that he's probably going to play. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, are these guys good starts now? I don't know if they are. I, the matchup seems pretty favorable, all things considered. You look at what running backs have done against Washington. Uh, a lot of those numbers are spiked by what the Saints running backs did to them. I, I think that they'll end up splitting, and they'll both eventually have single digits and fantasy points. I, it's hard to pinpoint one or the other having a very good game. I'll take Alf as a low-end slash borderline number two. Okay. And Rod Smith is more of a flex play. Depends on what side of the game flow you expect to be on. If you think the Cowboys will be in the game, then Morris should play well. If you think they're going to be trailing, then Smith will be the guy. What about Jamie uh, Dak Prescott? Nope. Okay. Uh, back to the offensive lines. Houston's left tackle Chris Clark is on IR. Colts center Ryan Kelly likely out this week. Bears guard Josh Sitton mispractice. And Detroit had two, not only is Amir Abdullah banged up, two starting offensive linemen, TJ Lang and Travis Swanson on the interior of that line, mispracticed yesterday. They probably are not going to run the ball well at Baltimore. On defense, if there's one thing uh, that I hate most about my job, it is when I have to talk about tragedy and then spin it for fantasy. But I guess it's, you know, it is important. The Chargers DST is a is a popular ad this week. They might be without their best cornerback, Casey Hayward, whose brother passed away. Uh, does that get you off the char? I'm sorry to do this, but does that get you off the Chargers DST at all? No. No. They have three guys that are very good. So his loss will be significant, and hopefully he's okay. Um, but it doesn't change my mind about Josh Gordon or Corey Coleman. Which is that we don't like them. Denver's defensive line is beat up. Derek Wolf, Domadop Pecco are unlikely to play this week. That's big news for Drake. We'll preview that game. And uh, both Saints cornerbacks that missed last week's game, Lattimore and Crawley, were limited in practice. That's a great sign. We'll preview that tomorrow. Atlanta cornerbacks Brian Poole and Desmond Trufant missed practice. Uh, Poole practiced. He was limited. Oh, he did? Okay. He was there. Trufant was not. Okay. So they have Minnesota, and that game is tomorrow. So before we get into the games, real quick here, a couple of questions. Oh, they're playing on Friday? No, uh, the preview of the game is tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. I, man, I am not ready for I this. I was like, NFL on a Friday. What are the high schools going to do? You know what we got to sing, right? Anybody want to sing it with me? No. Friday night's a uh, great night for football. Oh, you can at least do the saxophone, Dave. Come on. No. Fine. All right, a couple quick questions. What's more of an accomplishment, making the fantasy playoffs or winning your league? Winning the league. Um, making the playoffs. What's more of an accomplishment? Is that a bad way to phrase it? To frame yes. it? Yes. Yes. Right, Dave I, and I are answering just different I questions. I want to accomplish winning the league. Phrase it, phrase it better then. Um, what requires more skill? Okay, there you go. What requires more skill? Winning the league or making the playoffs? Making, making the, the playoffs. playoffs. I used to feel that way. I'm not sure I feel that way anymore. Well, and that also depends, it also depends on how good your league is. Like, if you've got four teams that quit trying at week six, then maybe making the playoffs isn't that big of an accomplishment. But, then winning the league isn't necessarily that big of an accomplishment either, if you've yeah. got a bunch of quitters. I'm, I'd, I'd like to just move on and get to the next question. <laughs> okay. Next question, please. I, I, I thought Heath was gonna get ridiculed on, on Twitter for this, but nope, turns out most, almost everybody agreed with Heath. Everybody who responded anyway. 
Uh, agree or disagree, Eli Manning has been a great NFL quarterback. Define great. No. You define great. Dis- disagree. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Just agree I would or say disagree. every player that's in the Hall of Fame was a great player. So you agree Eli Manning has been a great NFL quarterback? He doesn't really think that, though. Do you? You think there's? A, I think the the question comes down to: Has Eli Manning had a great career? He won two Super Bowls. Of course, he has. Is he a great quarterback? He's no. not one of the all time greats. No, no, no one's going to mention him when they talk about Marino, Brady, no, Unitas. He's not a top Wilfer. ten quarterback. For most of his career, he has been somewhere between the eighth and fourteenth best quarterback. If he doesn't have the two Super Bowls, he's not going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, not even close. But but the two Super Bowl runs were completely epic. What he did in those two, in 2008 and 2012 playoffs, 2007-11 seasons, in those two, in those eight games, he was unbelievable. More he, more importantly, I should not have tried to take that away from you yesterday because fans elevating players on their own team above where they really were is what makes sports great. And it's one of the reasons that we have jobs we do in sports. Then all the jobs in sports exist is because of fans like you. So I'm sorry <laughs> Thank you. for no, trying to smash your fandom. I, I was I was really surprised that most people did not think Eli Manning – how did I phrase it again? Eli Manning has been a great NFL quarterback. I think it is so obvious that he has. I just think you look at the totality of his career and – Almost any team in the NFL over that time span would have loved to have had Eli Manning. Of course. A- and he, that is why he's been a great quarterback. He's done it for more than a decade. He's The longevity counts. And the two Super Bowl runs that he went on really do elevate him past what his regular season is. But that's really the only are. thing that elevates him, though. But that's I mean, a huge thing. Of course. Of course. But I, I think in, in the context of is he – one of the 50 best quarterbacks of all time? Does he crack that list? Uh, probably. Probably not. I, I think would, one of the I would have 50 to say so. 50. 50. 5-0? Yeah. Like he he's won one two Super Bowls. He might be in the 40. I, like I said, he's twice as great as Joe Flacco. He, no, he's much better than Joe Flacco. He has the same Flacco. career passer rating as Joe Flacco. Flacco made Does one really? Flacco made one great run, Eli made two. <laughs> yeah, if I mean look, if Flacco gets a second Super Bowl win and plays how many years is this relay? He's got he's got four he's four years behind Eli so plays four more years and wins the Super Bowl so his numbers could end up being somewhat close they'd be very very close yeah Flacco Flacco is really ta- tanking like much earlier in his career than Eli because Eli was actually very very good in 2014 and 2015 he had two really good seasons I, I, and I his just, first his first two years with McAdoo as yeah. the coordinator were very good yeah they were two of his best seasons I, I think people forget that and uh, I don't know just. The con- you know pretty consistent guy. I think I think he's so he used to be overrated. I think because he's been so bad the last this year really he wasn't so bad last year. I think because he's, he's so bad right now he's now underrated. Are you aware that he's seventh? He's currently tied for seventh in all time passing touchdowns no. and and I think yards too. Yeah, but I mean look longevity plays a role. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's he's certainly. Um, I, but I think that's part here, of what here's a great. here's a fun stat just to finish it off. Eli yeah, Manning has been in the league since two thousand three. There are two statistics in which he's number one in the league over that yeah, time it's frame. Not a, it's not a stupid stat, but yes, go, go ahead. ahead. Starts. Nope. Drew Brees has six more. Oh, really? Yes. Interceptions. Interceptions. And losses, I know. And losses. Yeah, I, I will say that, you know, getting all Giants fanny here, his his <laughs> awful, awful GM for the last, I think, 11 years has really ruined what could have been an amazing career. Um, and... uh that's and and when you start 210 games in a row, you're gonna be up there in losses and interceptions. Brett Favre is the all-time leader in interceptions, right? Uh, if not, he's uh, he's he's up there. So it you know it happens, and I I just think that you got to look at what at what he's been for so long. That's a great career, and he's been a great player, uh, in my opinion. And are there other NFL games this week that we could talk about? I was surprised that people were so. <laughs> Are you still going? adamant against it? Now, New England. Oh, email of the day is from Brandon in Washington State. Yippee Kaye, Devontae Parker. New England at Buffalo. Your stat of the game. Last five quarterbacks against the Patriots. You guys have Tyrod Taylor pretty high. Last Not five, all of us. Last five quarterbacks against the Patriots. Matt Ryan, 18 points. Rivers, 12. Osweiler, 12. Carr, 15. Matt Moore, 10. Their defense has been really good. It's six games in a row, not allowing more than 17 points in any of those games. 
So Tyrod Taylor, start or sit. I'll go to the low man, Dave, who has him 16th. Well, why don't you read that list again? Yeah, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Osweiler, Carr, and more. Three better quarterbacks in that five than Tyrod Taylor. At least two for sure. And then Carr yeah, is debatable. Like two, but we've talked about buying into this Patriots defense being better. And it has been. And and I think it's going to continue to be. Tyrod Taylor does not have a great track record in his last three games against New England. Uh, they've all been under 20 fantasy points. I think Jamie said 17 fantasy points. And the one thing that I went back and double-checked is how many of those games did he throw a lot? 35-plus pass attempts? The answer is all three. So I don't I don't know if I'm buying into Tyrod Taylor coming through with a big game chasing points. He hasn't done it before against New England, and I don't think he's going to do it again this week. There's a lot of other quarterbacks that I think have a higher ceiling than Tyrod. That's my problem is I, I understand what we're saying about the Patriots' defense and maybe Tyrod's limited ceiling. There are not a lot of other quarterbacks that I like this week. Okay, And I'll go back to mobile quarterbacks against the Patriots. Every quarterback that's had at least three rushing attempts, the lowest one is Matt Ryan, who is not a running quarterback. 18 or more fantasy points for all of them. Yeah, 18 I think is pretty realistic. I think that's a decent but, expectation, but how many quarterbacks floor. can we give that number to this week? Here's my problem. You I've, don't see it the same way I do. No, no, I've got I've got Derek Carr at 11. He has no receivers. I've got Brett Hundley at 12. I've got Josh McCown at 13. I've got Matt Ryan against a good defense at 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the ones I struggle with are Keenum and McCown because I think Keenum and McCown could be in that 18 to 20 range, but I think Taylor will as well. So, okay. I just, I like their upside much better than Tyrod's. Yeah, and I mean, Matt look, Ryan's I, too. I, I've, seen, I've seen Tyrod in, in playing at home. He's been very good at home. I've seen him chasing points. The last time he had to do that was against the Jets where he was, you know, uh, yeah. not facing a defensive, at the time, very good caliber of the, the well, Saints. Well, if we're being honest here, the last time he did it was against the Chargers and he had 19 fantasy points in one half in that game. Yeah, it, that's, that helps. I mean, the chasing points thing definitely helps. Um, all right, so Tyrod Taylor. And, and to be fair, I mean, look, if you want to extend the conversation, they have not run the ball very well at all. So this game could be all on Tyrod's shoulders. That's not a good thing for the Bills. But the last point players. I would make just is is that Charles Clay is someone that the Patriots have done a good job covering since he's been in Buffalo. They've been good against tight ends this year, and that's Tyrod's number one receiver. Okay. So we stick with the Bills. LaShawn McCoy, any hesitation to start him this week? Nope. Um, he's, he's a better version of Kareem Hunt. I hope so. <laughs> they, they, hey, at least they use him. Yeah. Usually. Okay. Uh, how about the Buffalo wide receivers? So we talked about Zay Jones a little bit. Jamie, you said you like him this week, 14% on. Uh, again, the stat was Zay Jones three straight games with seven or more targets. Of course, it depends on Kelvin Benjamin being out. And oh uh, yeah, of the seventeen wide receivers who have seven or more targets against the Patriots, fourteen have scored seven or more fantasy points in standard, and that's pretty solid. That'll be around a number two wide receiver as a floor. I would start him over T.Y. Hilton. I would start him over Nelson Aguilar. I would start him over the Raiders replacement receivers. But there, there's just I don't again I don't see a lot of upside with Jones with Clay with Taylor. Yeah, I, I would start him over Des Bryant because I do see upside with him in this matchup. All right, then how about Charles Clay, guys? Uh, Heath, how comfortable are you with Charles Clay? He's tenth for Jamie, fourteenth for Dave, ninth for Heath in both formats. I feel pretty comfortable with him as a low end starting tight end. I think what you saw last week against the Chiefs is pretty close to his floor this week. Yeah, and that's somewhere in the six fantasy point range in a standard league. And unfortunately, that's a low end number one tight end in fantasy football now. Okay. And and again, you know, talk about performance versus statistics. If his game against the Chargers had gone the way it could have, where he had two touchdowns essentially wiped off because he dropped one and he had one taken away by penalty, the Chargers defend tight ends as well as anybody. Yeah. And and the Patriots have been great against tight ends in their last five games, but that's because only one tight end, this is bizarre, only one tight end in those five games has had more than two targets. So Clay will probably get that. He hasn't been all that targeted since coming back, but yeah, it's just been weird. Nobody's been throwing at tight ends uh, against New England. So let's let's hope the Bills do that. Would you start Charles Clay or? I think it also helped Buffalo if uh, Van Noy is out. He's been very good for them recently. Charles Clay or Austin Safarian Jenkins? Clay. Clay. Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, he's been terrible. But he's almost Safarian Jenkins. That's right. He is almost Safarian Jenkins. Okay, last one. Charles Clay or Kyle Rudolph? 
Quite, Rudolph. Let's go to the Patriots. We're starting Tom Brady. The running backs. Dave, your thoughts on the Patriots running backs this week? I think you start them both. I think it's a good matchup for them against Buffalo. They've been they've been playing well. And when I say both, you know which two I'm talking about. It's Deion Lewis. It's Rex Burkhead. Uh, they're mixing and matching them in the offense, and they're both doing good things. I expect the Patriots to have a lead in this game, and I think you're going to see Lewis and Burkhead get a lot of work. Uh, how many of them, of those two, would you start over Kareem Hunt? In PPR, both. Uh, zero for me. I'd, I would sandwich them between Hunt and non-PPR. Lewis, Hunt, Burke. Oh, man, like... Heath, talk to me why you would start Hunt over Deion Lewis, who's probably going to get 15 carries. It seems like what he's going to get. He's facing a team that gives up, I believe, the most fantasy points to running backs. You know, and he's uh, good. They were better last week, though. If you want to talk about what recent performance, the Bills. Guess who they play? They played Kareem Hunt. And <laughs> I, 15 carries for Deion Lewis is the ceiling. Like you say, he's probably going to get 15 carries. He's, I don't think he's had more than that once all year. He's going to be in the 10 to 15 carry range. Yeah, he's had 13 or more in four of his last five games. He's had 10 or more in five of his last five. Right. Before that game last week against Kansas City, and this is why we loved Kareem Hunt last week, in the three games before, Buffalo allowed nine rushing touchdowns to running backs. Yeah. Including two to the Jets. I just do have a little bit of concern that if Rex Burkhead has won over the goal line back job, Yep. I mean, his three games before this, he had 60, 55, and 44 yards. So he he's a up, little more touchdown. He puts up five or beyond. six fantasy points. That's that's fairly realistic yeah. if and he doesn't score. doesn't really catch passes either, so it's a valid point. Okay, uh, how about Danny Amendola or Zay Jones? Who's a better wide receiver this week? Zay Jones. Yeah, I'll go Zay. Me too. Okay. And the Patriots DST, Heath and Jamie, not big fans. Dave's got them fourth. They are 82% well, owned. <laughs> that makes That's, perfect sense. So what do we just say about Tyrod and Clay? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tyrod doesn't turn the ball over. So. Yeah, it's so weird. Buffalo allows the six most fantasy points to DSTs. Part of that, of course, is the five interceptions. A lot from, of it. Not not, part no, of it. no. I looked on a game-by-game -game basis. They still are giving up points. They don't have that good of an offense. Um. Yeah, all right, so there you go. It's a difference of opinion. It's just a matter of uh, the game script. Dave sees it differently than, than Jamie and Heath. Moving Actually, on. Actually, I think we see the game script the same. It's just the the, the results of it being okay. different. Okay, fair enough. Moving on to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Stat of the game. Let's talk about Joe Mixon. The 66 rushing yards for Jamal Williams last week, week 12, were the most by a running back against the Steelers in six weeks. Now, they don't get a lot of carries necessarily, but, you know, they, they score points and teams are trailing and whatnot. But I, th I think Mixon might be the guy that people have the most questions about along with Roethlisberger this week. So we just talked about the Patriots running backs. How would you compare Joe Mixon to them? He's behind Lewis for sure. He's behind both Patriots guys for me. For me too. I've got Mixon a spot ahead of Burkhead in non-PPR. Okay. And – I, I like what I saw from the Bengals' offensive line last week. And so the question is, was that because they, they figured out a better way to block for Mixon? Or, they or were they playing the Browns' defense without one of their best run defenders in Emmanuel Ogba yep. being out for the game? Yeah, it could be that. Uh, Mixon did have a good game. But do you think he can get you, like, the eight fantasy points that he often does, Joe Mixon? Yeah. he's. I mean, look, he's still worth starting if he's been in your lineup most weeks. All right. Let's stick. But that could be kind of close to the ceiling. Okay. Let's stick with the Bengals. And do we have? We talked about Andy Dalton yesterday. I mean, I made the case that the Steelers have given up in their last three games: 61, 60, 75, 42, 55, 54, and 39-yard completions. They've been a mess. And Brett Hundley just scored 27 fantasy points. Uh, so, but you don't have any faith, like Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton. Winston. I would go Winston. Winston. That's close. It is close. Okay. Yeah, they've owned Dalton. Yeah. They've they've beaten the Steelers in four straight. Yep. They've they beaten the Bengals in four right. straight, rather. And in fact, they've beaten them. I'm looking at it right now. Seven of the last eight have gone Pittsburgh's way. And in those games, Dalton has multiple touchdowns in four and twenty plus fantasy points in one. Okay. One game. Okay. Uh we're starting AJ Green. 
How about Tyler Croft? 66% own. Nope. I, I, I wouldn't. No. Yeah, he's, hasn't, I mean, he's caught a touchdown in, I think, two, two of his last three, but a combined 30 yards in those three games, and the Steelers allow the third fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So we go to the Steelers. All right. Will Ben Roethlisberger get 20 fantasy points in this game? You guys have him in the top eight. I think he will. I don't know if he's got a 25 to 30 point game in him, but I think he's a safe 20. I have him in like seven leagues, and I'm only benching him for Rivers in one. I agree with that. Rivers is the only guy that I can that I can see, and it comes back. I have concerns about Roethlisberger, but it comes back to what I said about Tyrod. I just can't move the guys behind him ahead of him. The, the one guy that I struggle with with him is is Goff, because I think Goff will play well also. But we've seen him, you know, at times struggle. Well, Roethlisberger's thrown 45 passes in two straight games. I hope they continue to go no huddle, continue to spread the ball out, spread the ball around, and reduce. I think they will. Yeah, they just they, they haven't part done of their that winning formula. No, but I, I feel like they've been so good doing that that they have to keep it up. I and hope. if they if they try not to on the road, then they're going to be out of sync. Uh, last question here. Should you, well, no, two more questions. One, should you s- avoid Antonio Brown in daily? He did catch a touchdown against the Bengals, but he doesn't really usually, like, he's not Antonio Brown against the Bengals. That's a Monday night game, right? Oh, uh, it's true. Yes. So that will not be on any of the, it will be very It won't be on the main him. slate, so you'd really have to be in a specific type of daily game to okay. use him. And then how about a, a number two Pittsburgh receiver? Whether it's, if Schuster, if Smith Schuster's out, it'd be Brian. If Smith Schuster's in, it'd be him. Would you start one of those guys? I'd consider Smith Schuster as a low end number two receiver. I'm staying away from Bryant if Smith Schuster's out though. 100%. I, I don't, I don't think the target volume will be oh, there. Oh, he's out, you said? If Sch- Smith Schuster's out, I'm still Yeah, I, I think it's easy, to, more of a low end number three guy if he's the starter and he's hands off if, if Schuster plays. Um, would you start Juju Smith Schuster or Rex Burkhead? Burkhead. Probably Burkhead. I agree. In PPR, would you start Juju Smith-Schuster or uh, Joe Mixon? Smith-Schuster. JJSS. <laughs> I'm I'm in a uh, spot. It's the league we're all in. Uh, I need to win to keep Pete Prisco out of the playoffs. And so <laughs> my flex spot will come down to one of, and it's very frustrating because there you can make a case for all of them. Uh, I have I I, I um went back to Adam's favorite friendship strategy. So I picked up Martavis Bryant because I have Smith-Schuster. So I have one of those two. I have Danny Woodhead, Josh Gordon, or Sterling Shepard. So Ooh. I would lean Shepard if um, if Smith Schuster's out. I'll play Smith Schuster if he's in. But yeah. that's my flex choice in that league. It's PPR. I like it. I like it. You're gonna be fine, Jim. You got plenty. You got good options there. Now uh, Pittsburgh DST is top five, by the way. Yeah, Adam, you have to lose in that league, by the way. I'll do my best. That probably won't be too hard. If you're, no, looking- I'll set your lineup for you. If you're looking for gifts, by the way, for uh, for football fans for the holiday season, gifts or gifts, gifts, gifts with a T there. Um, you can get all the latest team gear and accessories from the CBS Sports Shop. Very cool stuff. We have a special code for our listeners to save fifteen percent. This is awesome. Fifteen percent off any order of seventy-five dollars or more. In fact, I still have to get Dave's kid a bar mitzvah gift, so I'm going to go to cbssports.com/gift gift. Uh, cbsports.com slash gift and start shopping and I'm going to use that promo code CBS Fantasy. That's the promo code. It's CBS Fantasy to get the discount. So go to cbsports.com slash gift. Promo code is CBS Fantasy. 15% off an order of $75 or more. Get some cool sports gear. Alright, Houston is at Tennessee. Stat of the game. Adam, I, I like it. You're, you're starting out Ryan Fitzpatrick, your quarterback right now. So keep that as it is. Don't change that. <laughs> Oh man, team sucks. Stat of the game number one. I'm gonna pick up and drop every quarterback right now. <laughs> Javoris Allen and Frank Gore are the only two running backs with double digit fantasy points in standard against Tennessee in their last seven games. Only two in their last seven. One of them was Buck Allen that was receiving, you know. Stat of the game number two, how about the other side of the coin here? Only four running backs all season have scored more than seven fantasy points against Houston in standard scoring leagues. But so, one of them was Javoris Allen last week. Oh, then I think I screwed that up. Then I think it's five running backs. I think well, Alex takeaway, Collins also had it. The real takeaway here is that Javorius Allen is awesome. Yeah. Got to start him ahead of Todd Gurley and 
Who else? Well, Le'Veon the, Bell. The point is the running backs in this game, in this Houston-Tennessee game, have difficult matchups. So who would you start? Who's your favorite running back in this game? Miller. Favorite is kind of, when you think about favorites, you think about, you know, exciting things, things you're pumped about. My favorite, that type of, that type of it. And right. So I'm, I'm not that excited about any of the running backs in this game. It's Lamar Miller by default. Like I, I'm pretty excited about the fact that Lamar Miller's got, what, 44 touches over his last two games? Yeah, I want to say something about Miller because I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, he's averaging 3.7 yards per carry, but he has, in his last five games, he's had three, like, big games, 11 or more fantasy points, and two of them were against Seattle and Arizona. And while Tennessee is very good against running backs, Seattle and Arizona have actually been better. They give up fewer fantasy points. He had a monster game against them earlier this year. He did, 24 fantasy points. Yeah, two touchdowns in the game, which I would admit is pretty rare for Lamar Miller. It was with Watson, right? Yeah, it was with Deshaun Watson. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's a big part of it. Um, So would you start Miller or Deion Lewis? Lewis. Miller. Dave? I'd, yeah, I'll break the tie and say Lewis. Okay. How much fun will this division be next year when Eli goes to the Jaguars? <laughs> And Deshaun Watson's back, and hopefully Marcus Mariota's right, and Andrew Luck is healthy. That would be great. And, I don't uh, know why they'd go get Eli. They already have Bortles. Oh, that don't because even that don't that. even go. Oh, do not, do not, do not, do not. Do and not. because you know Tom Coughlin, the coach, likes his quarterback. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, the Coughlin connection. Mm-hmm. Right, and the Coughlin connection. Okay, so anyway, that's Lamar Miller. Uh, which Tennessee running back, if you had to start one, would you start? So I've been anti-DeMarco Murray pretty much all season. Yep. I'm just going to keep being anti-DeMarco Murray and, and go with Derrick Henry. I'll take Henry and Standard, Murray and Peter. I'm going to stick with Murray. Are you starting any other Texans other than DeAndre Hopkins? The answer is no, right? Yeah. Correct. Hopkins, okay. Um. Yeah, no. Okay. Starter sit Marcus Mariota against the team that allows the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. If if I saw better play from Mariota over the last couple of weeks, this would be a no-brainer. But he's been so disappointing. It's tough to really buy into him as a guy that's going to turn it around this week. The matchup's great, no doubt. But he just hasn't played well. Too many interceptions, too many misthrown passes. It's looking like a lost year for him. I'm I'm going to uh, hedge just a little bit. Um, I would start Mariota over Matthew Stafford. Wow. I really? would start him over Dak tonight. Yeah, I would start be. him over Jameis. I would start him over Andy Dalton. I'm really struggling with three quarterbacks. Matt Ryan against Minnesota. Terrible, terrible matchup. Alex Smith against the Jets and Mariota against Houston. Those okay. are the three and it's the 14 through 16 range. All right. But you're starting McCown over him. I would. What about Gabbard or Mariota? Mario to pretty easily. So okay, guys. Uh, we talked about the running backs, so the wide receivers. What's your take on the Tennessee wide receivers? I, I hope Rashard Matthews plays. That would help Mariota, don't you think? Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think part of the problem with him last week was that he didn't have Rashard Matthews, Huge. so yeah. it was pretty much the Delaney Walker show because Decker's not doing much and Corey Davis really is disappointing. Corey Davis has been a disappointment. He has had a disappointing season. Yeah, I know it would help because because Mariota had three okay games in a row, around 18 fantasy points against three of the toughest matchups uh, before last week when he was a total dud. So yes, getting Matthews back would help. Matthews is 78 percent owned. Would you start Matthews or Smith Schuster if he plays? If Matthews plays, Matthews. If, yeah, if they both I'm behind play. that. Yeah. All right, let's go to Denver and Miami. By the way, you're starting Delaney Walker and Tennessee's DST. Jamie's got him 12th. He has him seventh. Dave has him 20th, so a little bit of a difference of opinion there. Houston. I can't wait till Tom Savage gets benched after what Bill O'Brien said. Yeah. Uh, all right, Denver's at Miami here, and stat of the game. Seven running backs have scored double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues against the Dolphins in their last five games. We know they're horrible against running backs. Can we get something from Booker or Anderson this week? Yeah, I'm okay with it, with Booker as the number two running back. Yep, I'm starting Booker over Elf. I would too. I don't have as much confidence as you guys do. They've been so messy with these running backs. They had Oakland last week. Yep. And these running backs failed us. And they kept using CJ Anderson after they said, 
Booker deserves more work. Well, Booker did get more work. Technically, than he, he did. Yes. He three more but touches. It, uh, did any running back even get 10 touches last week nope. for Denver? No. Uh, they were trailing pretty big, actually. So And Oakland dominated time of possession, right? Like, I don't feel like they ran very many plays last week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they might trail on this. I mean, I think the Dolphins are going to win. Um. But, uh, all right, Denver, Denver wide receivers. Demarius Thomas, zero touchdowns in seven games with Trevor Simeon. Emmanuel Sanders had two touchdowns in five games. We gotta get away from Emmanuel Sanders, right? You should. Mmm. I think he's risky. He's a risky, but he's, like, you say get away. If you start three wide receivers, I think you're probably starting Emmanuel Sanders. Really? Like, he has just done nothing. He had three- Oh, if you're starting three receivers, it's hard to get away from him, but. It's uh like I I probably go Zay Jones over him. I don't know if I would. I'm going Sanders over. You'd go Sanders over Dez, right? I would go Sanders. I would go Sanders over Dez. Does it help them that Vance Joseph coached the Dolphins defense last year and he's coming back to play them this year? It might. I always I always like that angle. I I think it would help them if Vance Joseph wasn't their coach, or he maybe if he were their quarterback. Demarius Thomas though. (laughs) People are going to be starting him, but should they be starting him? This, I mean, this is a guy who basically went like a full season without a touchdown before Brock Osweiler, you know, came back. Uh, should we start Demarius Thomas? Would you start Landry or Thomas in this game? Landry. Mm. You think Landry's going to get Chris Harris, though? He'll see a lot of Chris Harris. I don't think it matters. But I don't think Chris Harris has been Chris Harris. I would start Demarius in a standard league, Landry in a PPR. I've got Thomas one spot higher. And I take it back. I think Sanders, he's risky, but he might be worth it. When you think about the receivers that have played well against Miami, it's been guys who have speed, who can make a play after the catch. And that's kind of what Sanders is. Plus, Simeon seems to like him better. More touchdowns to him this year. Would you start Kenyon Drake or Demarius Thomas? Drake. Drake. I might go Thomas. I think I'd go Thomas. I'd go Thomas. Drake and Standard. I think Thomas and BBR. Yeah, I take Drake in both. I think he's going to catch a bunch of passes. He's Drake, right. I mean, like, Drake is really interesting because if Domita Pecco doesn't play. Th- or Wolf. He, he, right, but Pecco's the guy they brought over as a free agent. They had a terrible run defense last year. He has been a huge difference maker for them. And now Damian Williams is out. Uh Quick side note, Damian Williams and Kenyon Drake have had the exact amount of catches, exact, same amount of catches over their last four games, and even the same amount of catches in each game. It's been very weird. Six, one, two, and three. But, um, yeah, so like, Kenyon Drake, or, uh, Alfred Morris. Drake. Right? Drake? Drake. Drake yeah. over Alf. Kenyon Drake or Dion Lewis? Lewis. Look. <laughs> what just happened? You're right there. Lewis. You have a bean boozle. I I did have a bean boozle. Um, I'll say. I think I might go Drake. Hey, here's my biggest problem okay. with Drake. Go ahead. Is that this Dolphins team is 30th in rush attempts per game? They get away from the run faster than anybody. So. A, is he truly the only guy back there, or does, is there somebody that we're not thinking of I mean, that ends up taking no, some it's, it's work it. away from Ken When you Henry. say somebody that you're not thinking of, they don't have anybody else. Right. Is Norris like Perry going to be the they're, guy, or is he still concussed? They're, they're talking about signing Jeremy Langford off the street. It sounds like you have trust issues with Kenyon Drake. I have trust issues with the Dolphins' run game. He'll probably get Which 50. hasn't been I mean, that good I mean, all but, year. but again, just based on production, he's gotten, you what, nine or more fantasy points in two of the three starts since the Giants been gone? I feel like all the signs are there. Yeah, well, it's it's hard to get away from any running back that's going to have 15 or more carry or 15 or more touches. Right, he's going to have that. I think he's in great shape. I mean, he's he's top 15 guy. For but, me. But I think he's going to be successful. If Pecco yeah. plays, is is Pecco a huge factor here? Pecco is a huge factor, but that would drop him for me from like 15 to 20. And it's eight or more fantasy points in three of four games since the Ajayi trade for uh for Kenyon Drake. All right, um, the Dolphins wide receivers. Any like are they starts? You're starting Landry. Yep, and Parker's number three. All right. Julius Thomas, revenge game. What do you think? I'd rather use Ricky Seals-Jones. I would too, but I if would. you're stuck at tight end, I think he's not bad. Like, I would start him over Tyler Croft this week. I think that is it. Oh, Denver DST. Denver DST or Eagles-Seahawks DSTs? Denver. Denver. I mean, you're still counting on Jay Cutler to vomit all over himself. Yes, yes, you are. Well said. 
Indianapolis and Jacksonville is our next game here. Uh, sit all Colts. Sever Doyle. Yes. Yeah, that's a good Frank idea. Frank Gore's a flex. Barely. His numbers on the road have been terrible. Jacksonville's run defense has been great. He struggled against them at home, which is usually where he plays well. He's a black. <laughs> okay. Like um, we move over to, uh, to the Colts here. Or no, to the Jaguars, pardon me. Uh, Blake Portals, 69% owned, 18 fantasy points in the first meeting. I don't really see a reason why you can't get 18 fantasy points from Blake Bortles if that's just what you want from a quarterback. What do you guys think? If he can rush for two touchdowns, I love it. Why? He's been getting you 18 fantasy points like every week, basically, except for well, the Cleveland One of those game. weeks was by rushing for two touchdowns. Okay, so three of his last – if we take away the Cleveland game, which was no condition to be throwing, three of his last four games – other, and, and we're taking away the two touchdown, two rushing touchdown game. Three of his last four games. So we're taking away, so we're taking away all of his anomalies <laughs> and weird games. What's left? No, I'm, I'm saying 18 fantasy. Take away everybody's good performances. He has, if he you has take thrown, away his first 11 games of the year. How many times has he thrown more than one touchdown pass this year? Is it once? Once. All year. Um, and it was against the toughest matchup this <laughs> How many times has he thrown more than one touchdown pass in America this year? <laughs> yeah, I was right. It was Zero. A game. Okay, I'm just this saying. There's not a upside with him. There's more downside than there is upside. But I kind of like Marquise Lee. I like Marquise Lee a lot. Yeah. Uh, so if he's going to throw a touchdown, it better go to Marquise I don't even Lee. Think he has to, Marquise Lee doesn't have to score a touchdown to still be a, a borderline number two. Receiver. And here's the other reality is that there are so many other quarterbacks that you can feel good about starting. Okay, fair enough. I'll, even Tyrod Taylor is a better starter. I'll, waste, I'll stop wasting time on Bortles. Would you start Marquise Lee or Demarius Thomas? Demarius. Demarius. Uh, Marquise Lee. Alright, listen, I, I, uh, I really don't feel as good about starting Leonard Fournette as I used to. I feel like you have to start him, but he's clearly playing hurt. And the Colts have a pretty good run defense. They haven't allowed more than 11 fantasy points in standard in four straight games. Uh, the 11 fantasy points were Le'Veon Bell, 31 touches, 3.1 yards per carry. Uh, and Fournette's three yards per carry in his last three games since coming back from the injury. Is Leonard Fournette a must start? Yes. I think yes. he is, as long as he's practicing enough this week. He's two games removed he from a 28-carry game. What more do you need? Yeah, that sounds good enough for me. Probably won't even be on the injury report. All right. So what happened last week? He's Why did not, he only he's play? Game flow. They got behind. He's, he's never not behind. healthy. He's not going to be a big part of the game. He's not healthy. Is it if he's practicing in full, he's healthy. No, he's That's not healthy. He's like, his ankle's bad. And maybe, but two weeks ago he had 28 carries for over 100 yards. Yeah, he had 28 carries. He had less than four. He had like three something yards per carry week, against like, Cleveland. Tom, Tom Brady has an Achilles problem. You benching him? No, but but Tom Brady's been playing really well. Leonard Fournette hasn't. He he's two games removed from a 100 yard game on 28 carries against the Browns. Yeah, but he's still the crap all so over. You don't all think time. he can come up with 20 carries against Indy? I hope so. And of the course, last time they played the Colts, both Yeldon and Ivory had monster games. Yeah. And last week, Titans running backs had 18 fantasy points against him. It was just between two running backs. Yeah, but DeMarco Murray had 12 carries for nine yards. But Henry had a very, Henry had a very good game. Like the last two running backs against them, though, have come, right, both gone over 12. And he's not sharing, at least we don't expect him to share with TJ Yeldon on a 50-50 basis. All right. Again, I'll stop arguing. I'm starting Leonard Fournette. I just think it's interesting. And uh don't start Mercedes Lewis, even though Tennessee's been a little, little rough against tight ends lately. I think if you're really worried about Fournette, then you should be in the market to pick up T.J. Yeldon. I have T.J. Yeldon in my one Fournette league, and I have Chris Ivory. Oh, so now we know why you're talking down about Leonard. <laughs> yeah, that's why. You're on the T.J. Yeldon train. Choo-choo. I used to be. Everybody used that's to be. Uh, Kansas City's at the Jets. I don't think we have to talk any more about Kareem Hunt, so let's go to Tyreek Hill. Here's your stat of the game. The Jets have allowed 70 or more yards to at least one wide receiver in seven straight games. That is a really good floor. If there's going to be a receiver that does it, it's going to be Tyreek Hill. But, but, can we agree that the, mirror, the touchdown against Dallas was fluky for Hill? Of course. Okay, if you get rid of that, he would have seven out of eight games with Seven or fewer fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. A lot of really bad games in there. So, start or sit, Tyreek Hill. I've lowered expectations. He's a low number two that, That's where I've got him, too. You're probably starting him. You guys it's, said, uh, it's the same story whether you have high expectations or no expectations. You know what his potential is. It's a lot like Diggs. Uh, Burkhead or, or Tyreek? <laughs> I'm going to go Tyreek. How 
How about uh, Kenyon Drake or Tyreek Hill? I'll go Drake. Drake. I think you have to go Drake. Clearly Robbie Anderson over Tyreek Hill? Yes. Clearly. Okay. Kareem I'm Hunt. a little worried I have Robbie ranked too high. He's in my top ten. Uh, Robbie know. the raker. All he does is raking stats. Kareem Hunt or Tyreek Hill? Hunt. 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 Okay. Alex Smith. Starter sit. Uh, Alex Smith or Josh McCown? McCown. 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 All right. So, wait, so wait, wait. What, one of the reasons what's, why what's the timestamp on that? I want to hear he he say McCown over somebody. McCown over Alex Smith, <laughs> and it's Alex Smith no less from yes. the Kansas City. Guy. Hey, I'll give I'll give you a whole list of quarterbacks that I'll start Josh McCown over. Okay. The trepidation in Tyreek Hill is because of Alex Smith. Can you imagine if Tyreek Hill had a better quarterback? Well, you don't have to imagine for too much longer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start him over Matt Ryan, Alex Smith, Marcus Mariota, Case Keenum, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, all Josh McCown over all those guys. Okay. Emmanuel Sanders or Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. I think I, I think I have Hill like Hill. one spot ahead of Sanders. Yeah. I mean, it can't, you can't ignore how bad the Jets have been against number one wide receivers. It does help. Uh, but Josh McCown is right around 12th for everybody. He had a great game last week. He had a terrible game the week before, but for the most part, like the last seven games, McCown's been pretty consistent. Uh, lots of touchdowns. All right. So what are we thinking about the Jets running backs this week? I'm not. Not, I not I I think it doesn't matter who's healthy for them. They are going to split carries, and they're not going to be very efficient. And that has played into Josh McCown being a good fantasy quarterback for the last seven weeks. Would you guys start Robbie Anderson or Jarvis Landry? Anderson. Robbie! Even in PPR, I'd take Robbie. Okay, we love Robbie Anderson. Do we have any love for Jermaine Curse, who's 60% owned? He's so, a number three. There's a there's a way that I feel he's a low end number three for me. I I think Kansas City on obvious passing plays are going to double team Robbie Anderson, and that could open things up for Safarian Jenkins and for Curse, and that could also happen in the red zone. You'd have to be pretty thin at wide receiver to go with Curse. That's the only thing, but might get you seven fantasy points. Would you start Curse, yards. Curse, or a Cleveland wide receiver? Curse. That's a good question. I'll take the I upside go, with Cleveland. I will go Curse. Okay, that's our next game. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, Austin's Farian Jenkins, 78% owned, less than 30 yards in four of his last five games. But, you know, as I said, uh, I think on Wednesday, on Tuesday or Wednesday, if he did catch all these touchdowns that he's had overturned, he'd probably be a must start. So starter sit Austin's Farian Jenkins. Sit. I would use him on the base of what you just said and the fact that I think he can score on. You have a guy that has a propensity for dropping touchdowns against a team that's allowed one touchdown to a tight end all season. So I don't think that this is going to be the week the Chiefs give. I'm sitting him for Jared Cook, Hunter Henry, Vernon Davis, Charles Clay. I'm starting him over Ricky Seals-Jones, Evan Ingram, guys like that. I'm with you on every single one of those names except Clay. It's just how I feel about Buffalo this week. Okay, just, you know, if you start Austin Severian Jenkins and he does catch a touchdown, just wait until they actually kick the extra point before you celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot at stake. Cleveland is at the Chargers. And uh, stat of the game, Marquise Lee with, ele- with uh, 11 fantasy points on 11 targets is the only wide receiver with more than six fantasy points in standard scoring leagues against the Chargers in their last five games. That includes Denver, New England, Des Bryant, the Bills. So this is a team that's really good against wide receivers. What does that mean for Josh Gordon and Corey Coleman this week? It means you can't feel confident starting either one of them, but they are high-ceiling, low-floor type of fantasy options for you in a game that you know Cleveland's going to be throwing a lot in. Okay, so... They'll be throwing a lot to Duke Johnson. Right, Jamie, we're going to talk about Crowell in a second, but... Uh, Duke Johnson has four or six catches in five straight games. How do you feel about him this week? I think he's a uh, must-start in PPR, and he's a great flex in standard leagues. Okay, and why? I know you have some interesting stats. Oh, it's just, I mean, they're in the top ten. I'm sorry, they're number one in... Uh, receptions. Receptions to running backs, mm-hmm. and they've given up, I think... Yeah, let me find it. Fourth most they've, receiving yards per game. They've given up, uh, they've allowed eight running backs to catch at least four passes in a game this season. Let me give you another pretty obvious nugget here. Josh Gordon's back, and Corey Coleman's there. And it's gonna be harder for defenses to crowd the box against run games Not with this those team. two on the field. Not this team. 
If everybody's healthy, those cornerbacks will play them one on one and they will win. So you think they'll move their safeties up even in? I think their safeties will, I think they'll play their normal defense because they're going to, Deshaun Kaiser's going to have no time with Ingram and Bosa breathing down his neck and it's going to be a lot of short area passes to those guys. And that we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of that from Kaiser. He's leaned on Duke Johnson. I think you're on the right track with Duke. I think he could get in for six or more catches this week. And I think they work underneath because you've got the wide receivers pulling coverage downfield. Okay, so we're avoiding the Cleveland wide receivers. Duke Johnson's a decent flex in standard. He's very good in PPR. How about Isaiah Crowell, guys? How do we feel about Crowell? Not great. I don't like the game script. You, you never do, but he still managed to get, is it 15 or more carries in three of his last four? And he's averaged over five yards per carry in They've three been of his in last games, four. Though. You think this is just a straight up blowout? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I really. I mean, do. I, w- I would lean that way, but I lean that way almost every time with Cleveland. But <laughs> I, I think if if they have an, a chance, it's Hayward not playing. It's getting off to a good start early. You could run on the Chargers. I mean, we've seen that. You yes. know, they've been better since Denzel Perryman's been healthy, so that's something to keep in mind. But he's going to have to get off to 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 a, a good start in the first quarter. If that happens, then he'll be okay. But I think you just know what he is at this point. If he doesn't score. You're talking about eight fantasy points, and he just hasn't really been involved in the passing game for the majority of the season. I've seen the Chargers have allowed a rushing touchdown each of their last three games, and they've allowed well over four yards per carry in each of those last three games. Not sure they're that much better with Perryman back on the field. I want to just uh, get through this game because it's easy. Philip Rivers is a must-start. He's a top-four quarterback. You're starting him over almost everybody this week. Start him over Russell Wilson? Yes. Yep. But what about Carson Wentz? Yes. I'd go Wentz. Why? Because I don't think I think he's awesome, and Rivers isn't. Yeah, Rivers has been really good. Wentz is much better than Rivers. Come on, he is, but not this week. Like what? I think the defense in Seattle isn't as good as they normally. Wentz has been much better in fantasy than Rivers. No, in in every measure, fantasy or NFL caliber, Carson Wentz is much better than Philip Rivers. Carson Wentz is a superstar. Every week of the NFL season, except for last week and this week, (laughs) Philip Rivers will be better. Okay, but you know, all right. Um, Melvin Gordon, you're starting. Keenan Allen, you're starting. That, are you starting any other Chargers? And Hunter Henry is number seven. Uh, so start him. He's 78% on. Are you starting any other Chargers wide receivers? If you're desperate, you can take a shot on Travis Benjamin. <clears throat> Revenge game. It's actually not a good matchup. Cleveland has not allowed more than seven fantasy points to a second wide receiver all season. We saw that with Marvin Jones like three weeks ago. Alright, our last game is Detroit and Baltimore guys. And, you know, we're running a little long, so we'll try to, try to go a little quicker here. Stat of the game. Baltimore has held four of – this is unbelievable. Four of the last five quarterbacks that have faced the Ravens have scored five or fewer points. I know they haven't been that good, but it was Keenum, Matt Moore, Brett Hundley, and Tom Savage. I mean, five or fewer points. The other one was Mariota, who scored 18 fantasy points. Starter sit, Matthew Stafford. Sit. I'm going to sit him. He's on the fence for me. I think I have him 12th at quarterback. So I I would put him – Behind Keenum, behind McCown, behind Goff, uh, but ahead of Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Tyrod. Okay. I think he's just, I think he's okay. I think he'll throw enough that he can get you between 18 and 22. Alright, uh, we're, can we just say avoid the Detroit running backs? Yep. How about Marvin Jones? So look, I, I think that the Ravens have taken advantage of one of the best, the word, you know, one of the best schedules. They faced terrible offenses all year. Their last three games, Rashard Matthews, 13 points. And Eric Decker scored eight. Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, two straight games with 125 yards for those guys. So how do you feel about Marvin Jones? How do you feel about Golden Tate? Now, they have done a good job against slot receivers, but how do you feel about those two guys this week? They're low-end number twos for me. I like Jones as a top-12 receiver. Yeah, I don't like him that much, but I think Jones is the one you have to buy into because, look, he's done well against tough matchups. They have given up uh, a big place to number one receivers over the last two weeks in terms of the Ravens, and Stafford's looking for him. The, the one concern I have with Jones is, and, and why I'm not as excited about him, is Stafford not being 100. percent So, yeah. with Detroit probably going to, with Stafford probably going to be under duress. I mean, the Ravens' pass rush has turned it on the last couple of weeks. I, I think it's going to be tough for him to have a big game like we've seen. So, um, it, it's hard to bench Marvin Jones, but. You have to, you know, just look at your lineup and see what makes the most sense for you. You got to look at the offensive line too for Detroit. If Swanson and Lang both do not play, 
hurts that interior, and it, you know the Ravens will attack it. And they've got some big guys up front crash that pocket. I am sitting Marvin Jones for the following players. Alshon Jeffrey, Michael Thomas, and Jamison Crowder. That's easy. I'm sitting him for uh, Funches, Hopkins, and Cooks. That's easy, too. Okay. You've got to have great I've options. got him ahead of all those guys. What about Golden Tate, though? You have him ahead of Hopkins? Uh, no, not Hopkins. Or Thomas. <laughs> so not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. I right, hey, maybe a couple. Let's finish up with Golden Tate, and we'll we'll talk about the Ravens running backs tomorrow. Um, Golden Tate, start or sit? I think you're probably starting with number two. Yep, better in PPR than standard. Yep. Okay. Would you don't fall for what he did last week? That's not going to happen again. Four catches for seven yards is not going to happen again. Would you start Danny Woodhead or Golden Tate? Tate. 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 Latavius Murray or Golden Tate? Tate. Tate. Murray makes me nervous. Too. Me too. Okay. All right, we out of here. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the NFC home games. We will talk about Alex Collins and the Baltimore running backs. And, uh, yeah, let's party. Have fun. Enjoy the game tonight. Good luck. Let's get it going. See you later. Bye. Right.